Nick Delore is a maniac. Plus, Cam Talbot might have a little something to say about the goalie splits the rest of the season. We recap the Wilds' 3-0 win over the Vegas Golden Knights, the trade deadline, and look ahead to the rest of the week today on Locked on Wilds. You're locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day. And just as a reminder, Locked On Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we recap a 3 to nothing win for the new look Minnesota Wild against the Vegas Golden Knights with Alex Micheletti. We talk about the trades at the trade deadline, and we look ahead to yet another busy week, including a Sunday showdown against the Colorado Avalanche. So a lot to discuss here today, and uh, happy to have you along for yet another episode of Locked on Wild. Should mention that today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, Visit rockauto.com and make sure to tell them Locked On sent you. Uh, Thank you as well to everybody who tuned in to all the various content that we had going on throughout the day. Had all those trades on lock and uh, the wild culminated a crazy trade deadline with uh, an electrifying win over the Vegas Golden Knights. Here to help us break it down is Alex Micheletti. Alex, by the time people listen to this, It'll officially be your birthday. So first and foremost, Locked on Wild audience, let's wish him a happy birthday. How's it going, man? Good. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Um, and uh, thanks for listening. I, I always, it's always fun to to hear comments from from everybody when they when they listen. So I really appreciate it. I know Seth and I love love doing this. So um, I love joining when I can. So let's yeah, um, yeah. It was it was a it was a fascinating day. Uh, you know, fascinating night before too with some trades that were trickling in and um yeah what a what a what a great day for for the wild and uh you know this flurry rumor had been circulating for for quite a bit and then you know he starts last night for chicago and you're like we're like what you know you know you're trying to protect your assets but then you still start them and so um yeah just just crazy and uh um you know i think a wonderful uh day by billy g and uh you know he's he showed the team, the, the team that uh, the guys that were on the team already that, you know, he wants to make a run for it. So yeah, uh, it, it was, it was a great day. Ended up getting Marc-Andre Fleury, got uh, Nick Delorier before trade deadline day. Also got uh, Jacob Middleton on trade deadline day for a, a little bit of a surprise move in trading away Capo Kakinen, but uh, also then before the deadline acquiring Tyson Jost, so Jost, Delorier, Middleton, Flurry, you subtract Victor Rask for Seattle play, paying part of his salary for him <laughs> to just go to the AHL elsewhere, uh, and Capo Kakadin leaves as well. 
of the moves of the players that uh, that came in, and we'll extend it all the way back to Tyson Jost being added to the roster. Um, of the uh, the guys that have come in to uh, to be part of this team, which one do you think? Which one do you think is going to pan out the best? Yeah, man, that's that's really 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 tough. Um, you know, I think getting Flurry for the playoffs is just gigantic. I mean, the guys won three cups. Um, he can steal you a playoff game. We saw it last year with him with Vegas against the Wild. Um, you know that you know, that game where he just robbed Ryan Hartman like eight or nine times um, with his glove. Um, you know, I think he could end up being the biggest difference. You know, I think getting a guy like Jacob Middleton was just was huge too. Um, because, you know, it can help cut down on minutes for guys like Alex Goligoski, who at, at some points in the season has shown that, you know, he's kind of worn out. Um, and so, you know, I think pairing Milton with Spurgeon and then, um, you know, then Dumbo with Brodeen gives you a really, you know, solid top four. And then with that bottom pairing, you can mix those three of uh, um, Goligoski, Kulikov, and, and Merrill together. Merrill looked great tonight, so did, um, so did Kulikov. And so, um, yeah, you can just kind of rotate those guys a- as need be. And so I think, um, you know, having a solid top four is, you know, just going to be gigantic. And, uh, you know, Milton was uh, was pretty good for a San Jose Sharks team that's just going going down. Um, you know, he uh, – he had to be the guy that kind of, uh, um, you know, was more of the, you know, saving the day defensive defenseman when you're playing with a guy like Eric Carlson who likes to, you know, join the rush and kind of be all over the ice. And so, um, you know, he's a guy that can also um, fight if need be. Um, he, uh, he's had some just, you know, gigantic fights uh, this year too. So um, if he needs to help protect uh, anybody out there in 97, you know, Kirill or, um, you know, any of the smaller guys, um, he's there to, to help out. And so, um, and also really good on the penalty kill, which you know, has been struggling, but it was two for two tonight. So, yeah. you know, step, step in the right direction for sure against, uh, uh, you know, even, uh, even though Vegas is a depleted team, they, uh, they still have a really, uh, really good power play guys out there and, you know, and, you know, Carlson and Stevenson and uh, Eichel and uh, Pertrangelo, you know, the list goes on March or so. So, I mean, they still have some guys that are dangerous, uh, you know, when you're five on four. So, um, yeah, job, job well done. Um, and yeah, looking forward to seeing, seeing all the, you know, acquisitions probably all out there together on, on, you know, on Thursday it was, you know, way too, way too soon for middle Milton and you're yeah. not going to have a flurry start right off the, right off the private jet. You know, thanks. You know, thanks Greg. Well, and, you know, the funny thing is that Cam Talbot was like, wait a minute, like, <laughs> we're not uh, we're not going to go to Flurry starting all the games just yet, um, as we'll talk about uh, in kind of recapping the game. Uh, you brought up a good point about Vegas, despite them being uh, extremely shorthanded. They are very well coached. Pete mm-hmm. DeBoer is a fantastic coach in the NHL, and so even though a team is missing a bunch of its key pieces. Good coaches can get them to be ready to play um, night in and night out. So it's still still a tough fight from that team because of the style mm-hmm. of hockey that they play. But um, Nick Delorier is a maniac. Um, unbelievable. I you know I you know I've, I've been been telling people he's not really going to be a point producer, and then he gets the <laughs> he gets the goal right away. <laughs> Um, you know, it's, um, 
you look at that fourth line too, and you're like, Tyson Jones, you know, he's very quiet and, uh, you know, just, you know, just goes about his business. And he's got two maniacs on his line in Brandon Duhame and Nick Delorier, who both of them will drop the gloves at, you know, you know, you know, in a heartbeat. Um, they love to throw their bodies around. And so, yeah, it's an interesting fourth line. Um, and they get the goal right away. And they, uh, you know, they put pressure on right away. And uh, Nick Delorier, you know, what a shot in the slot, you know, for off, the, off the pass from, you know, off the feed from Duhame uh, from behind the net. And, you know, it's they set the town the, the tone early, and uh, um, Dean wasn't afraid to get them out there against uh, I, the Eichel line, and uh, and so yeah, it was <laughs> it was something else, and uh, you know he had six hits too, and so he almost had a second goal too on Thompson, and so Jeez. yeah, what a what a what a debut for for Nick. Um, you know, he's I think he's gonna be a fan favorite. Um, you know, he's obviously not gonna score every game, but you know. You know, you know, just you know, put the pressure on uh, on the forecheck every time he's out there, and you know, just wreak havoc. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. He's he's a he's a character for sure. Pulling uh, Wild Bill Carlson, like dragging <laughs> out him out of the crease, out of Hakkasan. Yeah, <laughs> just like that gif. I I think I quote tweeted it when that happened, and I'm like, this is just my life now. Like it's, just watching uh, this you know, over and over. Yeah, I gave up, you know, remember uh, you know, a few years ago when Dustin Bufflin had two of the Vegas guys and he was pulling them up that had that kind of same type of vibe. Uh, uh, it's kind of, you know, William Carlson's, he's been in the league for, for quite a bit. And so that was, that was just funny that Delorier did that and everybody kind of just was like, didn't know what to do. Um, so yeah, it was, it was fun. You know, he's there protecting his goalie. I'm sure Cam, uh, Cam appreciated it. And also I'm sure he got a good you know, a good laugh and kick out of it. And sure. The boys were, uh, were laughing about it in the locker room after the game too. Yeah. Every, everybody seemed like they were having a great time and you know, it was a, it was a game that was pretty close through two yeah. periods, but all in all the, uh, the wild got it done. Cam Talbot put the, uh, the golden Knights on lock as Paul Allen said in the broadcast, uh, the Golden Knights went broke when they went to the empty net, and Ryan Hartman cashed it in. And uh, yeah, just uh, just a great win, and uh, a good start to another pivotal week for the Minnesota Wild, which we'll talk about a little later. I did want to kind of dive in a little bit to what the rest of the Central Division did at mm. the deadline. Colorado made a ton of moves. Some other teams didn't do a whole heck of a lot such as the team that the Wild just leapfrogged in the Central Division standings. So we'll take a look at that. We'll take a look at some of the other trades. The one that is still waiting. There's one trade that still has yet to be officially processed because there are some problems with it. So we'll talk about that as well. More of our trade deadline recap with Alex Micheletti coming up after this here on Locked on Wild. March Madness continues to roll along. If your bracket has anybody left, congratulations, because mine is officially dead. But if you're looking for a good spot to get the lowdown on all the latest odds, contests, and player props, BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. So head to their website today or pull out your phone 
and learn more about the trends and the action. You can find it all at Bet Online, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. And uh, once you're done for the day, you can, uh, once you're done listening to Lockdown Wild, you can head over to the Lockdown NHL podcast to get further recap of everything that happened at the trade deadline. Seth Topal joined by Alex Micheletti. Saw a lot of moves. 31 trades in all, I think, was the uh, the count for trade deadline day. But uh, counting the trades that happened before the deadline, there were way more. And we saw a lot of activity from uh, teams in the Central Division. So a lot of teams trying to kind of keep up with Colorado. The Avalanche making a few uh, good moves on deadline day um, to try to keep themselves at the top of the line. Nashville made a couple of, uh, of depth trades. The St. Louis Blues are attempting to revive the career of, uh, I believe it's Nick Letty, mm-hmm. who they, uh, they traded for from the Detroit Red Wings. But other than that, they really did not do anything. Mm-hmm. So in the Central Division, who besides the Wilds do you think had the, uh, the best trade deadline? I mean, Colorado. <laughs> Just... You know, they I get uh, our, our Terry Lekkinen, uh great, uh, great young Finnish player from from Montreal who had a heck of a run in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs last last year. You know, getting a uh, you know Cagliano from from San Jose too. Um, you know, he's a good um, he'll be a good fourth liner penalty kill type of guy. You know, they were just kind of looking for bottom six type of players. Um, you know, and uh, you know, getting Nico Sturm too was was big for them too. I think. Um, you know, you know, get get a little sandpaper for their for the bottom six. And so, yeah, um, yeah, I thought I thought Colorado did did a really good job. Um, you know, Dallas getting the Mesnikov from from Detroit. Uh, I think I think was an underrated uh, pickup too. Um, you know, Dallas looks like they're they're ready to roll. Um, you know, you know, Jake Ottinger is kind of uh, taking over the nets there. And, uh, you know, they got, um, you know, Jason Robertson, who's having a, just an incredible year and, you know, Joe Pavelski is Joe Pavelski. So um, yeah, I thought, I thought those teams uh, did a, did a pretty good job. I thought St. Louis really should have done a lot more. Yeah. You know, I think they were, I think they were really interested in a guy like Jacob Chikrin, but you know, when it, became that you had to trade like two or three first round picks. Um, I don't think anybody was, was willing to do that right now. Um, you know, he's a heck of a player, but you know, that's a you know way big change in, in price for sure. Yeah. That that's just an insane haul for a guy that um, could be a, a good ad for a team, but it feels way more like a summer deal for anybody that gets involved no. because there's going to be a lot that has to go into it. There just was a wide range of um, of prices that were paid for various players uh, throughout the course of the deadline. And then you have whatever the heck is going on with the Vegas Golden Knights, who had a trade agreed to. Um, I believe it was Evgeny Dadanov, who was yeah. headed to the Anaheim Ducks. Yeah. Signed, sealed, delivered. Hold on a second. Because, and I am not making this up, the Golden Knights bobbled Dadanov's no-movement clause, the 10 teams that he could not be traded to. The league didn't have it, didn't have the list. 
The Golden Knights assumed that they did. The Anaheim Ducks are on Evgeny Dadnov's no-trade list. <laughs> and so this trade legitimately, Elliot Friedman all over it, legitimately is in dispute. And turns out Vegas kind of needs it because they have a ton of cap issues. And so this is a disaster. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, they got guys that are on LTIR, that, and some of them need to come back on. And uh, yeah, you, I can't believe you can fumble it that bad. Um, you know, where are the agent? You know, just like how is this? <laughs> you know, I, I, I think maybe they just rushed it at the last second. Um, you know, it just just crazy. Uh, you know, Anaheim made another. Uh, trade uh, getting uh, uh, Ra- Raquel out to, to Pittsburgh. And so they had a lot going on right at the end there too. And yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, the, these GMs, you know, they had like, there was like 30 plus trades that were in the registry, you know, past the deadline that all had to, you know, all the trade calls had to get through, which I'm sure that was <laughs> a blast for the, for the league to try to sort through. But uh, yeah, crazy for dad. I feel bad for dad enough. I mean, he said that he had done everything, you know, um, and so I don't know how how this all wasn't uh, all solved. Uh, it's then it, it's you know it's, it's going to go into you know into Tuesday, um, you know, and the deadline was hours ago. You know, just insane, unbelievable. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about trade deadline wise before we look ahead to the uh, the week to come for the Wild, which includes a back to back Saturday and Sunday. The Tampa Bay Lightning, the defending back-to-back champions, did it again. A flurry of moves at or before the deadline to just continue to... They continue to be one of the best teams at bolstering their bottom six. And uh, they they just did it again, and the NHL just stood by and let them do it. Yeah, I mean the Blackhawks, you know, giving him Hagel, um, you know, just uh, and he's cheap, one point five million for the next couple of years. Um, just why did why did these teams continue to help Tampa? You know, they you know Tampa had to give up first round picks, but you take a look at those first round picks, they're going to be you know you know thirty one, thirty two. I mean, you know, especially if Tampa Bay wins the Stanley Cup, and then they are they don't have to pay Hagel. They don't have to give him an extension if they don't want to because he's under he's under contract um, and. You know, that's a 25-plus goal scorer <laughs> that you can Jeez. put on the top line if you want to. You can put him next to Kucherov in point if you want to or move him back, you know, and he's going to be able to, you know, to contribute. Uh, you know, Nick Paul is a, you know, bruising type of guy uh, that they did from, from Ottawa. And, you know, they gave up a guy in Joseph who really wasn't doing much um, in a top six role. Um, and so – and then you get a Riley Nash too. And so – um, yeah, they just, uh, they make sneaky good moves, you know, just, <laughs> uh, it's a, you know, it's a heck of a team. And when you have a core like that, um, you know, even if you lose a third line, um, you know, they lost their entire third line of Coleman, um, you know, and, and Goudreau, um, and so, and Gord, um, you know, they, they, you know, they still have those top guys, you know, Victor Hedman, Point, uh, Kucherov, plot Stamkos is healthy that that's that's huge for them you know and a guy like Alex Klorn one of you know one of the most underrated forwards 
um, in the league. And so it's just, <laughs> they're a wagon and they got the best goalie in the league by far, Vasilevsky. Um, you know, that, I think that's what makes, makes them stand out, you know, cause he can steal games uh, by himself. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, we saw him do it in the playoffs last year and just getting through Florida was uh, a war for them. And so um, I really want to see them play Florida again with all the moves Florida made. Um, you know, so um, yeah, it's going to be real interesting. I'm happy that Ekblad is not out for the year. Um, he's out for the regular season, but he should be back for the playoffs, but that guy could just couldn't catch a break. And, you know, can they get a guy like Claude Giroux? Um, and so, you know, the rich get richer for, for them. The arms race was, was, you know, was, you know, was exciting to watch uh, in the East too, as well. Chuck, uh, Chuck Fletcher did get Owen Tippett, so uh, he's he's happy. But um, yeah, just just a crazy deadline. I I'm I know there have been some in the past. I'm sure of it. Yeah, one of the craziest deadlines though I can remember. But maybe it was because the Wild were so active, and that's not something we're used to as Minnesota Wild fans. It's always been like the Chuck Fletcher's either going to stay put or going to go get that fourth line wing. <laughs> or uh, third pairing defenseman to uh, to really help bolster things and to breathe some life into this wild franchise, and then Bill Guerin goes and just goes far and away above that and says, "All right, boys, we are all in." Yeah, he gets his. Uh, you know, the the funny thing about Flower about Flurry was he was teammates with Bill Guerin, um, and so uh, that that's that's pretty cool. Um, you know, he's a Hall of Fame goaltender. You don't see that happen too often. Get a Hall of Fame, you know, three-time Cup winner get get traded. Not only get traded, but get traded in the same division. Um, right. You know, and uh, you know, if if it you know it was a conditional pick, so you know, if they get to the Western Conference final, you know, if they get that far, it, it's worth it. You know, um, you know that you know they get they pick up a second already with the McBain trade. Um, I love that too by Billy G too. He's like, well. He didn't want to be here, and so <laughs> you know, we'll see ya. You know, have fun in Arizona playing in front of you know less than <sighs> less than five thousand fans, probably uh, you know on a college campus. Uh, that that's not going to be fun. Um, you know, they had to they the Coyotes had to make a trade with Winnipeg today. You know, to help them get to the cap floor. You know, because they you know they're having trouble signing guys, and so they're they picked up a contract in Brian Little, who's never will never play in the NHL again. Um, he got hit in the ear and it broke his eardrum and he got concussions and just, yeah, it was, you know, you know, a tough, tough way to end your career, but uh, now it's Arizona's the land of, uh, <laughs> you know, injury, you know, contracts. They'll, they'll just take on long, long-term deals to help them just get to the, you know, the bottom of the cap, which is, which is tough, embarrassing. They need a new arena. <laughs> we'll, we'll see what comes comes with that but uh, just just tough very tough and uh you always hate to see it when the uh the coyotes add another player uh whose rights they could have waited for i I think i think the best way to sum up the mcbain thing was uh, and i forget which insider it was said that uh the coyotes gave up a second round pick for a guy that they could have just waited till august 15th to sign anyway (laughs) it's just you know it's it's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and you know, it was funny that McBain thought he didn't really have a chance here. Um, you know, it's like, 
well, do you even want a guy like that that won't even compete um, to you know to make make the team? Bill uh, Guerin emphatically said no. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, have fun, you know, Arizona. You know, I'm sure he's going to get a really good opportunity. I think he'll play right away too. Yeah, because um, we need all the help they can get. Um, you know, they you know they traded for guy Nathan Smith too, who's a Hobie Baker finalist uh, at Minnesota State Mankato. Um, so I'm happy, happy Nathan will probably get a chance after the um, NCAA tournament uh, for college hockey. Um, but, uh, you know, you know, tough, tough look for McBain if he didn't want to even get a, the team that drafted him a chance to, to make it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, good luck to him. <laughs> the final thing I'll leave us with before we gaze into what uh, the rest of this week has, that tweet that you shared from uh, David Schoen uh, to steal an old line about Greg Lloyd, you're going to need a cue ball in a sock to get through the Minnesota wild in the playoffs is as it's, it paints a picture, but I think it's uh, I think it's exactly what Bill Guerin was looking for. And we saw it tonight with Delorier, a, a maniac out there. <laughs> I mean, just throw launching guys, you know, he, he had that huge hit against Ben Hutton behind the net too. And, uh, um, yeah, just relentless uh, forechecking, and uh, yeah, it's uh, you get that sandpaper. You know, you know, teams are always looking for guys like you know, like a Milan Lucic in the, in the playoffs. Yep. You know, the game, game, play, games in playoffs tend to be a lot more physical and intense, and um, not a lot of space. And so, uh, you know, as long as he stays under control um, in the playoffs and stays out of the box, uh, you know, if it, you know. If it's fighting, you know, then it take you know you take both of them. But you know, as right. long as he doesn't take any cheap penalties like a Ryan Reeves, uh, then you know, <laughs> uh, then then we're golden. Um, and you know, it, it takes the pressure off a guy like Marcus Foligno, so he doesn't have to be a maniac out there himself. Right. And, you know, can conserve energy and his because his line, uh, like I, I always mention it when the grief line is going when Heck, uh, you know, Felino Greenway when they are on their game and they are just hounding pucks, wearing out the the line they're going up against. Uh, it's when the Wild are their best, and so um, you know, less less uh, less to deal with out there for Felino. Thank goodness, and it's kind of funny that uh, you know Delorier played with uh, Kulikov and uh, and Felino in the past and with the Sabers, and so. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, he's, you know, feels comfortable being with the, you know, with these guys. And, uh, so I think that helps a ton too. And, you know, we, you know, we always, um, you know, we always don't think, uh, you know, how it impacts not only them, but like their families yeah. having to move up. And, uh, you know, that's why, um, you know, Flurry, um, you know, he's in Chicago and it's not too far away. Um, you know, St. Paul is in, so he can, uh, fly back and see his family if, if need be. And so, um, yeah, it's um, the moves uh, that Billy made were, were great. I mean, yeah, I don't think he's made a bad move yet. Um, he's pushed the right buttons. Um, you know, I, I told people this too, today too, that uh, I don't think they saw Capo as a long-term answer. No. Um, and so, uh, you know, they, they were able to get that depth defenseman that they were searching for um, and they give up an asset that, you know, you know, to get a good player, you're going to have to give up a good, you know, a good player. And so, um, but <laughs> nice to have yes for Wallstead in the, in the pipeline, you know, you get a guy that's compared to Henrik Lundqvist, I think <laughs> one of the best all time Swedish goaltenders ever. Um, 
know, that that's, that's a pretty good, you know, comparison. And, uh, you know, they stole them from, from a lot of teams, you know, a team like Edmonton, you know, should have taken them. <laughs> Edmonton <didn't>. specifically. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and Detroit passed on them too. So, I mean, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I can't wait to see um, his, uh, you know, climb through the organization and, uh, you know, Flurry plays well, um, you know, Billy G hinted at it too, that, you know, they could extend them and look to move Cam and, you know, get a cheaper backup. And so, yeah, but that's that's gonna be fascinating too. You know, Flurry's thirty seven, but you know, the way um, you know, he you know, he trains and stays in shape, I think he's got, you know, you know, two or three really solid years left. Um and hey, look, you look at Craig Anderson Buffalo, he's forty and still still starting the majority of the starts for, for Buffalo. So um yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited. Uh, I think I think Flurry is just he's gonna be a great quote and a great lo- locker room guy. He loves pulling pranks and just you know, just kind of being, uh, just you know, bringing calmness uh, to a team. And you know, uh, it's gonna be fascinating to watch for sure. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to see him uh, between the pipes, which probably hopefully will be Thursday, uh, yeah. as the Wild have uh, three games the rest of this week after uh, dispatching the Golden Knights. So we'll finish today's episode of Lockdown Wild looking ahead to the rest of the week. We'll do that after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and rockauto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, all at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Again, thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first listen every day. We have, the rest of this week, three games on the docket. The Vancouver Canucks on Thursday, then a rematch with the Columbus Blue Jackets on Saturday, followed by an early evening tilt with the Colorado Avalanche game that I uh, (laughs) will be at in person. Breaking news. Da, 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 da. <laughs> we'll be at that game in person. That's going to be an absolute blast. But uh, it starts off with a familiar face. Can't wait to see what the uh, the coach interactions like between uh, Dean Evason and Bruce Boudreau leading the Vancouver Canucks, a team that has pushed themselves back towards the playoff conversation. And so uh, not an easy start to the rest of the week because – Vancouver's a tough team. It's definitely a winnable game, mm-hmm. but um, it's it's going to be one that will test the Wild even at home. 
Yeah, they've had a weird past couple games. Uh, you know, they lost, they got shut up by Detroit, and then they lose to <laughs> to Buffalo in overtime. Uh, you know, they gave up a OT winner to Rasmus Dahlin on Sunday, um, and so yeah, they're. Uh, but you know, they still have a lot of talent on that team. Uh, you know, they Thatcher Demko has has been playing extremely well in the Nets. Um, you got Quinn Hughes, um, you know, one of the rising stars, uh, at, you know, in, in, at the defense position. And then, you know, up front, you know, JT Miller, you didn't get moved. Um, and he's he's had a heck of a season. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he's really turned it on. Um, and, you know, they kept uh, kept Elias Pettersson, kept Connor Garland. So they didn't really uh, make any trades up front. They get, they traded Travis Armanek to, to, I don't know why Ottawa <laughs> traded for him, but you know, it's no weird, weird, uh, weird team for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it should, should be a really physical game too, I think. Um, and uh, yeah, it'll be, be interesting to see what, you know, how, how Bruce reacts and, uh, and sees, uh, sees his former uh, squad. And so, <laughs> Um, and hey, and uh, Brad Hunt is on uh, is on Vancouver too. So you know, there's connections all all over the place. The former D line power play guy, Brad Hunt, has <laughs> returned. Let's go. Yes. Yep. Yep. So it's uh, yeah, it'll be good. Good to see him. He was always a good guy, and uh, for sure, fun fun to see him still still be in the league. Probably only because of uh, of Bruce and that connection. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, should be, I think, oh, I think it should be a pretty close game the way Demko has been playing too. He's been keeping, uh, Vancouver in it for sure. I would agree. Uh, we then go to Saturday's game, which is against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Wild lost three to two in a shootout. Um, Capo was pretty good in this one, but, uh, gave up the game tying goal with like 30 seconds left in regulation. Yeah. No score in overtime. Not a surprise because uh, both teams basically just played keep away. And then the Blue Jackets get the win in the shootout. Um, I think a good opportunity for the Wild to draw even in the series uh, at home because I think they've got some players that will help that they acquired uh, before the trade deadline that could help swing things. Uh, towards uh, towards the wild because uh, Columbus, I think, is a team that might get a little frustrated if they get uh, pushed around. Yeah, they're they're a weird team to figure out too. They uh, they give up a ton of goals, but they can also score a ton too. And they, you know, they have a guy in Patrick Line who's a superstar, um, the Bond villain. Yes, he's he you know he's got some of the best game day fits for sure too. Yes, he and, does. Uh, uh, some of those suits that he wears are just just incredible to to see, and uh, you know Zach Rowinski's a stud there on, on the D D line, and Elvis Elvis is a you know interesting goalie. He, uh, he we saw in the shootout that he likes to talk smack in the shootout. He was barking at uh, Zuccarello when he stopped him, and so yeah, it'll be be an interesting game for sure. Um, you know the additions, like you said, uh, depending on you know if flurry plays or not, or, um, you know, how they determine the goalie schedule that that'll be interesting. But a guy like Jacob Milton will, will really help, uh, you know, on the penalty kill and just help, you know, spread out the minutes a little bit, um, better. Um, cause you know, that, uh, that Columbus game, they were on a back-to-back of the back end of a back-to-back, um, after playing Detroit and going, uh, you know, to a shootout in that game too, and then traveling to Columbus. Um, and so, 
you know, hopefully they'll be a little bit more rested, um, you know, against the Columbus team. And plus, uh, also being at home, you get last change. And so you can dictate the matchups. And so, um, you know, try to make sure you got like Jonas Brodin out there against line A. And, uh, um, and, you know, another added element to this game, too, is Jacob Voracek went scorched earth on Twitter when, uh, you know, after <laughs> when uh, Felino, you know, kind of leg whipped him, uh, that, you know, Polino and Kamikaze on the bit, uh, and there should have been a penalty. You know, officiating has been just kind of horrendous in, in the league lately. And you know, Voracek, he's kind of always been an outspo- outspoken guy and the character. You know, he tweeted that uh, you know we're you know this was <laughs> I got need you know, and so you know, lucky lucky for Marcus that Voracek was okay, but uh, I'm sure I'm sure Marcus is going to probably have to answer the bell. Um, in that game. So yeah, it'll be, be interesting for sure to, to watch, to look out for that too. Well, that might be our first opportunity to see Nick Delorier <laughs> drop the gloves. Yeah. yeah. Good luck to whoever has to fight him. Too. Oh my God. I don't think Vorchek is, would want to take on Delorier. I don't no. think many people in the league want to that. That guy is uh, one of the strongest guys in the league for sure. And he can really, you know, you know, drop, drop the gloves and, and pound guys. So yeah, yeah so it'll be interesting for sure. Uh, you know, when that first happens, the X will go through the roof. So, you know, Spokesy has, you know, had, had some amazing tweets about about D-Lo. So I, <laughs> we got to see it happen and get the get the clips out for sure. I, I was asked about what Delorier brings to the table um, on uh, a different show. And the nicest way that I could put it is that he seems like he has homicidal tendencies on the ice. <laughs> But it's a compliment. Like yeah. he is just a he's just a maniac. Yeah. And yeah. he's he's Mr. Larson and Happy Gilmore. <laughs> he's going to be just a menace. And yeah. if not Columbus, the Avalanche who come to town on Sunday, that is going to be a massive playoff type atmosphere. Um what a great way to end the week. A uh, five o'clock game. And uh, the X is going to be rocking. Yeah, a great opportunity for the Minnesota Wild to say, "Hey, objects in the mirror are closer than they appear." Yeah, it's going to be a phenomenal game. Uh, you take a look at Colorado tonight. Uh, uh, probably one of the games of the year. They played Edmonton. Um, you know, stars all over the ice. Drysaitel, McDavid, uh, McKinnon, McCarr. Um, the list goes on. Miko Rantanen, Kemper, you know, so, you know, just a big game. And Kale McCarr, uh, you know, he's got 71 points now. They, uh, you know, they get a, they get a, him and McKinnon get a two on one on McDavid in overtime. And uh, McCarr gets it over to McKinnon and buries it, uh, um, you know, and just, you know, what a squad that, you know, that team is. Um, and so, it's going to come down to the goaltending for them and how far they make it. You know, they couldn't uh, couldn't do it with Grubauer and he gets hurt too. And then Francois got hurt. And so, you know, they just, you know, they've, <laughs> they haven't been able to put it all together. And so, uh, yeah, Sunday's matchup you know, should, should be phenomenal. I hope it's Flurry versus Kemper uh, just because that would be really fun to see, especially if, uh, if the wild, you know, if they get far into the playoffs, if they ever have to play Colorado, it'd be kind of a fun, kind of a playoff uh, preview. And so, you know, Colorado doesn't have a guy like Landeskog, but uh, you know, they when you have Nathan McKinnon, Ratman, Kadri, 
uh, you know, Makar, you know, Taves, uh, you know, just the list goes on and on of, of, of great players on that team. And so, um, you know, you, you don't even mention guys like Alex Newhook, of, you know, and, uh, and more depth guys, guys like that, Valerie Nishkushkin, and, um, you know, just, it's an incredible team, but, uh, yeah. you know, the wild have a great team too. We can't forget that. Right. And, uh, um, you know, every team goes through ups and downs. Uh, uh, Colorado does, too, you know, has too. And so, you know, they, they lost again, you know, their captain and, uh, and Landis and they still are fighting through it. And so the wild went through a, a stretch there where it was, it was tough to watch for everybody, but, you know, Billy has made some moves to try to correct that. And, uh, yeah, I just can't, cannot wait uh, um, to see a full house uh, there for sure. It's going to be rocking, and uh, it's just it's glad to see this team kind of get its its mojo back mm-hmm. after Bill Guerin said, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna do this thing," and yeah. I can't wait to see this play out. But um, so this will be a big week, and this will be a, a good indication as to where this team is at depending on how these three games go. So we'll keep tabs on it, and uh, we will, of course, keep you informed as to uh, how things go the rest of the way. But that is going to wrap it up for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure, as mentioned, you head to the Locked on NHL podcast to get the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the league, both game-wise and trade deadline-wise as well. Locked on NHL is available wherever you listen to podcasts, just like Locked on Wild. Find us anywhere and everywhere. Also, make sure to give us uh, a follow on social media to uh, keep up to date on everything going on with your favorite Minnesota Wild hockey team. If a puck drops, if a trade happens, or if news breaks in the state of hockey, Locked on Wild has you covered with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Podcast Network.